This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. We are fresh off of Producers in Paradise and Key West. Still trying to dry out. Man, it was tough rolling out of bed this morning, knowing <laughs> that I wasn't going to, to have the pool. breakfast. Or no, yeah. just breakfast in Key West. That's, like that's I'm true. thoroughly convinced <laughs> you could walk into a gas station down there and the breakfast is good. So Agreed. our guests today are going to get everybody else excited because we'll get excited too, but we already use them. And it is Tina Meyer and Kat Billingsley from Reliable Premium Management, who you have heard us talk about multiple times in the past. Ladies, what's up? Hey. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us today. Absolutely. We're really excited. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. So, Kat, we'll start with you. And then when you're done, Tina, you can, I don't even need to make another introduction just roll Kat, give everybody sort of the background on who you are and, and kind of what you do right now and then we'll let tina do the same and then we're going to get into the meat of this thing and share your awesome company with everybody who listens to the podcast awesome uh again thanks for having me on today uh, i really enjoyed listening to your podcast i'm not an everyday listener but uh you know it's uh when I do, I, I really kind of pull something from every every call. So I really appreciate that. Um, one of the things that I really loved and kind of stuck with me about one of your previous calls was when you talked about how you are a connector. And that is me to a T. And I kind of feel like when like it, it was almost like the moment that I realized that such a value that I brought to the world was being a connector. And being a problem solver, um, you know, was kind of one of my like main goals in life or main purposes in life. It's like everything else in my life kind of fell into place. And so like, I love what we do here and any agent, any payroll person, any CPA, any client that has ever talked to me, they've almost all heard me say the same thing. And that's like, I have no shame in saying I'm not an insurance brain person. You guys could run circles around me and you don't need to be that's not what you do right no i really don't and so you know if i if i go into an agency and i say 
you know, like I don't know those things about insurance, but if I, if you don't know more than me about insurance, like you need to go back to school, (laughs) you know? So like for me, it's, I really enjoy talking to people and I really enjoy problem solving and I don't have to be the expert at insurance or at payroll. It's, I have those people. And because I have this really amazing team behind me, I can go out and just talk about what we do. And, you know, it's been really amazing for me and the experience. I've, I've been working with this group of companies since 2017. And I really kind of knew nothing about insurance or payroll coming into it. And so the way that I understood things was from that place. So it gives me the ability to explain things in a simpler way. Um, which really, really does uh, benefit kind of everybody. But um, it's it's been really nice, you know, kind of pre-2020, more so I would walk into an agency and they, you know, they, they understand that I'm from RPM and they're like, oh, can we give you a hug? It might be a little different nowadays, but, you know, it was just the the amount of joy that they express, the amount of gratitude that they express because of how much what we do helps them and helps their clients, like that helps me sleep at night. So it's really amazing. So have you always been with RPM or were you, did you do something that had nothing to do with the insurance industry prior? How did you get to where you're at right now? So I actually knew Jim Urseth, the owner of the company. Um, and I can talk a little bit more about him in a little bit, which I think is really important. But uh, he and I were friends and he tried to actually get me to move, uh, leave my previous job, which I used to manage Verizon stores. And, you know, it was very, you know, in the store, you know, client facing uh, management, you know, kind of a glorified retail, if you will. Um, But he always tried to get me to leave that job and come work for him. And I said, you you do insurance, payroll, what? Nah. (laughs) And, and here we are, um, you know, so it really like it, it, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't him bringing me into it. But as soon as I did step into it uh, and it started really kind of more of as a 1099 um, and, you know, developed into all this, but I just clicked with everybody that we work with and the, the core values of who we are, it just, it, it, it's in such alignment with my beliefs as a person. So it just, it really felt easy, but I mean, my background, professionally speaking, I've done so many different kinds of sales. I used to run a used car dealership, a buy here, pay here, um, you know, sold cell phones and wow. mortgages and, you know, just kind of a little bit of everything, but I, I was able to pull different things from different places that really kind of got me here and, and helped me be really successful. You better quit talking or we're going to try and recruit you because that <laughs> background is exactly yeah. what I need in my agency. I don't care where you live. Yeah. Tina, what about you? Tell your story a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. So my husband and I have been married for 26 years. I have four grown children, uh, two grand dogs, one son-in-law who's actually an insurance agent. So he, I got him turned on to your podcast. He loves it. Um, <laughs> prior to working with RPM, I was a Mary Kay sales director drove the free cars, led sales teams, and and, uh, went to the conferences and all that. 
Prior to that, um, I was actually a placement specialist helping injured workers find jobs. So mm. kind of, um, you know, coming out of high school, I didn't necessarily say, oh, I think I'm going to work in work comp for the rest of my life. And that's truly what's happening. So it's <laughs> ego. It's good. I love it. Well, um, listen, <laughs> if I'm running the math right with four grown kids coming out of high school, you didn't have time to do much. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, started very young, but uh, yeah, big friend. we don't know how she has time for all of it. <laughs> Right, right. Um, but no, I've been with, uh, in the pay-as-you-go work comp space with RPM for almost 20 years, truly, and absolutely love the privilege of leading the team of individuals up here in the Minnesota office, as well as our remote employees like Kat down in Florida and a few other remote employees. Um, it's, it's just awesome. I love leading this team. We are very people-centric, and um, the solution that we provide does involve people um, almost more than software. Um, so we really do like to be able to provide that uh, solution to our clients, agents, carriers, all over. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, you were holding out on us. We didn't know you were in Florida. Where are you? Uh, so, well, right today, I'm, a, I'm in South Carolina, but I live over near New Smyrna. Okay. Oh, okay. So opposite coast. Yeah, thankfully, you've not been eaten by any sharks. I'm sure you haven't ever heard that before <laughs> when people tell people where you're from. They so say it's a, it's a drinking town with a with a shark problem. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. It is. I wonder what it is up there though. If it's just some sort of weird like water temperature thing or like it's I don't tides. know, cooler water. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Well, listen. Let's talk a little bit about RPM. I don't care which one of you starts to break it down, but for those of you who have listened, you know whether it be the regular version of what we do or shop talk or especially everybody that's in killing commercial insurance sales training, you know of RPM because it is how we deal with payroll companies that aren't able to place workers' compensation policies on a pay-as-you-go arrangement, or they simply won't do it unless you place your workers' comp with them. And I'm not going to call names of those, but you guys know who it is. So Kyle actually discovered um, RPM a couple of years mm-hmm. ago when we were working on a deal. So the, the first thing I want to talk about is give an overview of what you do. And then, Kyle, I want you to talk about how they solve that problem for you once once Tina and or Kat gets done so that people can understand like how we're actually using this inside Florida Rift. Is that me? <laughs> it's you. So... RPM. Um, it's it's really interesting when I first talk, start talking about you know who reliable premium management is. the The first thing that I encounter on more situations than not is, are you a premium finance company? And we're not. You know, we kind of play it kind of in the same sandbox, but it like we are so different from even even our closest competitors and. I would say that the the biggest thing that sets us apart, like Tina said, is the people. It's the the human involvement that we have, but really what we are in, and I it's funny when people ask me, like, what do you do for work? You know, like what is your company deal? I tell I tell people that if this is not your your like wheelhouse, it sounds like gibberish, but we are a third party, so totally independent, um, workers' compensation pay-as-you-go, premium facilitation or billing reporting company. And where we kind of find our niche is that we will work with any agent. 
We work with almost 90-ish different carriers and MGAs, and we will work with nearly any payroll provider out there. So giving the client, the insured, the policyholder, the ability to choose what payroll option they want and being able to choose their agent is huge. And because we were founded by an agent with the intention of serving other agents, it really kind of fits all of those needs without stepping on anybody's toes, except for some of the companies that we may or may not name. <laughs> yeah. Know. So are there any payroll companies that you don't work work with right now that are widely used that agents should know about before reaching out to you? Are there any, and I'm assuming any insurance, most like every insurance carrier is down as far as I can tell, right? I mean, how hard is no it? pushback. Yeah. If you don't work with the carrier that somebody works with, let's just say, mm-hmm. is, how hard is it for you to actually make that happen for them? So to go out and get a new carrier relationship. Yeah. So as long as the carrier has some type of a payroll reporting option, um, whether it's, you know, if they only have installment or pay up front, then we can't necessarily facilitate. We have to have some type of a payroll reporting billing option available. A lot of times carriers or or agents will bring us to a carrier and say, well, they have monthly self-reporting. My client doesn't want to do that. They really want their deductions to happen per pay period. We'll actually take that monthly self-reporting policy and turn it into a pay-as-you-go policy. So we'll collect every single time the client runs payroll with their payroll company. And then at the end of the month, we'll we'll compile the data, report and remit to that insurance carrier on the client's behalf. It works great. It's... um, And then we also have carriers that approach us saying, hey, we'd like to discuss you being our pay-as-you-go vendor, you know, so we've got that happening as well. Um, And in that case, we'll we'll actually kind of um, customize our solution to what the carrier's needs are. All carriers have their own billing software. All carriers have their own way of taking in premium. And so we'll, we'll customize that solution for the carrier in that case. Isn't it awesome how many differences are in an industry that's supposed to be so standardized? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, so there's so many different things we could talk about and I'm sure we'll get to all of them, but I mean, what stood out to me initially was just like how easy everything was like to get my client hooked up with you guys. It was a one page form, sent it in and we were done. And you know, so like, that's huge um, because what you don't want to cause when you're trying to create uh, a more convenient environment for your client is to bog them down with a bunch of clerical stuff that's going to take up a bunch of their time. That's exactly the thing that they're trying to avoid, you know, when um, when we're setting up this arrangement. So, for the particular um, situation that that I was in was I had a client that was running payroll through a particular payroll company that did not like to not be the agent of record on the workers comp policy. And that just wasn't going to work for me. Um, so I, you know, I, I explored other options and, and found you guys. I don't even really remember how that part happened. So I'm going to have to go back and look through maybe emails or something, but um, I, I want to say somebody from that payroll company suggested it to me. Uh, but I'm not sure. But anyways, I, I believe I reached out to you, Tina, and spoke with you. And I was like, okay, what do we need to do to get this to get this moving? Um, and, and so that was a really easy, like, that's the type of thing that you want to have happen 
for yourself and for your insured when you're trying to transition them into a, a new situation. So, I mean, I, I could not be more like there could not have been a better first impression. I'll say that. Great. Great. Thank um, you. <laughs> I mean, we're making it easier for the agent too, Kyle. So in the near future, um, we're, we're actually launching a new website here within the next probably 30, 30 days or so where that form that you talked mm-hmm. about can be filled out just directly through our website. You select the nice. character. Um, you can, you can pull a PDF copy of the form. Otherwise you as the agent would simply, um, select the carrier or send a link to your client and they can fill out the form online and it's super slick and easy. So, and for every carrier we work with, we do have specific bind instructions that are at the top of each form. So that would still need to be referenced by the agent. We want to make sure that the policy isn't bound on installments, for instance, and then we would facilitate, um, on a pay-as-you-go plan. So we have to make sure that we do bind the policies according to those instructions when you're binding. The other thing um, that I thought was huge was that, you know, when you're trying to create convenience for a customer, typically that comes with a cost and you don't want that cost to outweigh the convenience. I mean, and you guys can speak to this, you, you know, um, well, I can here in a minute, it, but man, it's, because I could, it's this, yeah. I was just going to say that like, you know, ADP or some of these other carriers, whatever, I'll say it. I don't care. They they charge to do pay as you go internally. Yeah, and it's I think like that's the same the cost thing. or less. But than a lot what of you guys are doing. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Well, no, and I mean, if I'm an agent, number one, we need to educate the agents that that's the case so that they can in turn educate their prospects right. in even in some cases their clients, because there are a lot of people out there that listen that probably have clients with a payroll company that is the agent of record on their workers' comp, and they don't know that they could actually improve the program for their client and get them uh, multiple options as opposed to pigeonholing them into who the payroll company has them with, mm-hmm. and that they can do that, save their client money in terms of giving them better options or giving them options, period, on the workers' comp, and educating their their client and their prospect that, hey, look, you know, your payroll company's charging you to do this. They're just not broadcasting it. And oh, by the way, yeah. the amount that we charge is basically the exact same amount. It is a bare minimum of what you're paying. Or less, yeah. be less in most cases. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing. Number one, agents, listen to me very closely. I don't care what you've heard from payroll companies in the past. If they say, no, we can't let you take over the workers' comp and us still administer it, they're 100% right. That doesn't mean you can't go place the comp somewhere else or and have a third party. in other cases you can take over an, an account on agent of record if you want. Now I know that some payroll companies are protected from that happening, but even if you, you know, for the ones who aren't, if you, even if you leave it with the carrier, you can still do the, the weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however it needs to be collected for your client. So Mm -hmm. I also think it's an important nuance for them to understand that just because you're collecting weekly doesn't mean that you're remitting weekly, right? Because I know that there are, you know, some of our, our payroll or uh, our workers comp carriers will actually let a client do God. I mean, I don't know why they would ever want to spend any of their time doing this, but they can do like payroll self-reporting weekly. What a nightmare that is right now. All of a sudden you have, Like, here you go, people. If you're not sitting down and educating your client on how much they should be willing to work for an hour, the same thing that we preach to you, I can tell you, define your hourly rate. Do the same thing when you're talking to a client and a prospect. You know, if your hourly rate's 500 bucks an hour, anything that doesn't pay you $500 an hour, 
outside of spending time with your family and giving back or whatever, shouldn't be on your calendar. It shouldn't be taking time out of your day. So if you if you've got clients who are saying, oh no, we like that. We like to enter that internally. Really? Is that really the best use of your time? You're paying somebody $25 an hour to do something that you could outsource for less every week. It's just the whole thing makes no sense. So, you know, I think that that's really, really important because agents by and large complain about the constituency. They complain about the, the prospects out there and the fact that you know, they don't understand how we do business, but yet they do nothing to educate them, right? They don't, they're not teaching them. This is how we do things. Honestly, in in my opinion, this is like a non-negotiable in our agency at this point. If you want to be on pay as you go, unless the carrier offers that, um, you know, seamlessly with who, like the actual pay as you go piece, not the self-reporting, unless they offer that seamlessly, this is a hundred, a hundred percent of our accounts should be running through RPM. There's no reason for me to do it. Every single person on my staff makes more money than what I would pay out. I don't need to pay them more to do something that... And the, the real hypocrisy is the agencies that have heavily leveraged virtual assistants, right? They're using virtual assistants because they want to get their costs <laughs> down. But then, you know, I don't know. It, it's just, it's crazy. Anyhow. Well, I mean, even when you're talking about a carrier that does offer, you know, kind of a seamless uh, pay-as-you-go solution, if it's still left up to either the payroll company or the client to understand. It's still work that they're doing. determine what qualifies and what doesn't. And Mm -hmm. Tina can speak, you know, a little bit more to like the technical aspects of that part. But you have to stay so on top of it. Is that really worth your time? And then... And then you start talking about like the pre and post audit assistance that we can get into later. But there's just so much about like the way that we do and how well we do it. And sure, we might not be the right match for every single client out there, but that's fine. We have so much need in the industry for what we do that like we we never need to beg for business. Like that's just not what we do. We do what we do. We do it well. And we have really strong core values and we stay busy all the time. We have grown so much. We've what doubled our staff in the last 12 months. Yep. Nice. And you know, we we just we we just keep growing and it's amazing. And you know, just kind of being a part of this is is really awesome because it's not just seeing how much we are able to, you know, hire more people and you know, have people grow with our culture. But it's also how we are really making a difference in the industry and being in a place where we can educate carriers, MGAs and agents and and the support staff that works in an agency that these options are available and it is your responsibility to educate yourself. And like you mentioned in a previous call, our industry, if you're talking about insurance, is filled with people who do just enough, Mm -hmm. right? And if you want to be somebody who does just enough, somebody else is going to move in front of you. So you can either do more or get out of the way. And so, we are here for those people that want to do more. So you have said multiple times now, you have referenced culture and core values. And we're going to drill down on that for a second because mm-hmm. everybody thinks that they have a great culture for the most part. And everybody thinks that they have core values, yet few are, are, are defined. For most, it's a buzzword. So I was intently listening to hear how many times I heard you say that. And we are like, 
20 minutes into this thing and I've heard it about a dozen times. So what makes the culture so unique? Number one. And number two, what are the core values that you would want our listeners to know about RPM that you're so passionate about? So I would actually like to answer those backwards and talk about the core Absolutely. values first. Sure. So, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Jim Urseth is the person that started Reliable Premium Management, and he used to be a retail agent. I don't know if either one of you have met him or had conversations with him, um, but he, you know, back in the 90s, of course, we're, you know, talking about how old he is, um, <laughs> back in the 90s, when he was a retail agent, he ended up building relationships with payroll people and those payroll people would send him leads. And over a course of about three years, he built a book of about 19 million in comp. And he was not only just getting these leads from payroll, but he was being selective about the things that, about the policies that he was writing. And in addition to being selective, he was doing things for his clients that he knew set him apart from the next agent, right? Not doing just enough. And one of those things was sitting down and calculating premiums. Another thing was, you know, uh, providing assistance with drug-free workplace and safe workplace and, you know, getting those credits and, you know, just, I mean, I I could go on about those things, but, you know, at the end of that three-year period, and it was really just kind of like him and one other person that were, you know, doing this business, he was burnt out. And, you know, as you can imagine, 19 million in three years, it's huge. So he wanted to get out of the retail facing side of it, but still wanted to be involved in it. And he, and he'll tell you this, but he realized that he's, he's a really great business person, but he said, I wouldn't want me as an agent, (laughs) but you know, I, I know that the things that I was doing set me apart. So why don't I just create a business that can help other agents help clients in the same way that I was? And here's RPM, you know? So I think it's really important to note that because everything that we do is kind of from the heart of what an agent experiences. It's also with the intent of never stepping on an agent's toes, always with, you know, with that heart of serving the agent and helping the agent serve the client. So it's really about if you play with us, like everybody wins, maybe not some of the big boxes, but, you know, sometimes they, you know, win too when they send, you know, those policies to a local agent. But it's really just about that helping people and knowing that when you help people, the money will come. And I agree. I agree completely. If you, if you help other people and you follow your passion, the money will always take care of itself. You just said something though, and don't even realize what you said that I want to go back and highlight on. You know, you just said in some of the big boxes, well, maybe not them, you know, but they could. Guess what, people? Every single day I hear people complaining about how the big box places come in and take your business. And I just heard her say, without even thinking about it, that you have a competitive advantage because they're not using them. So this is one of those things that, uh, you know, one of these tools we can bring you. And let me go on record right now. RPM's not paying me a dime to be on my podcast. We do not take paid sponsorships for people to come on and talk about their product. I'm never going to do that. I've said that as long as we've had the podcast. Any company that we bring an interview are people that we believe in, companies that we trust, and we actually use in the agency, period. 
So this isn't this isn't a play for me to pump them up so that I can validate any money they gave me for this interview. We're not getting paid for this. So I'm telling you, if you're looking for ways to be competitive against the, the publicly traded firms, the alphabet houses or whatever else, we have to scratch and claw for every single advantage that we have available to us. While many times these much larger companies with unlimited bank accounts just laugh it off thinking you don't need to have it. This is how you beat them. This is how you win every single day. You go where they aren't. And this is a place that they're not. 100%. 100%. Go ahead, Tina. I did just want to speak very quickly about, um, so carriers do offer their own you know, payroll reporting options, but you're leaving a lot of exposure on the table there. Um, you're leaving the, um, the idea of what is and is not subject to workers' comp up to the business owner. How many average business owners out there actually know what is and is not subject to workers' comp? I can tell you where 100% of them know what it is because we I actually wrote an ebook on audit preparation that lines out what is and what is not remuneration, right? But yes. to your point, Tina, you're 100% on track because there's a big difference between remuneration for workers' comp purposes and what is payroll, period. It's not just payroll. Most business owners we talk to don't even realize that you don't pay the full workers' comp on the full overtime premium that it's 100% straight time. And it just begins with that. So again, people, you're hearing exactly why we provide an audit prep guide to our clients, why we attend every single audit with our clients, because they don't know this stuff until we teach it to them. Carry on. (laughs) Um, That's exactly right. Um, And a lot of times too, when we talk to carriers that do have their own self-reporting option, we're like, okay, so now let me speak with the department within your company that babysits the policyholders when they're not reporting on time, when they're not. So I think one of the main pain points that a lot of agents experience is their policies go into cancellation because their clients aren't reporting on time. Um, they have a really messy audit because, listen, they didn't think vacation and sick time was subject to workers' comp, so they didn't report it. Or bonuses, you know, they did big year-end bonuses. They didn't report it. And now they have a messy audit and a big balance due. So there are many situations. Hey, here's, here's another one. They lied, right? How many times? And I can tell you, I don't mind saying it. I know you, you you probably don't want to, but you'll deal with clients that are dishonest. They're going to sandbag on their, it doesn't matter if they're weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. If they don't have the cash flow for the workers' comp and they're in control of what does and does not get reported, I hate to rain on everybody's parade, but workers' comp is one of the first places people are going to go and they'll under-report the payroll because if you're in a monthly self-reporting arrangement, you don't have to send in like your 941s and everything quarterly in most cases to validate back against that. And what happens is people sandbag and then it becomes, it's just like not going to the gym. Next thing you know, you're 10 pounds heavier, 20 pounds heavier, whatever else. You start building, and I've seen this happen in real time, just keeps the hole keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And at the end of the year, it's not even a matter of what they would have owed in audit because of what you're talking about. They've created this massive audit liability for themselves. Now they're not going to be able to pay for it. They're going to put their current policy in jeopardy because they're going to end up getting canceled for non-payment of the audit. And then they're going to be out of business because they can't get any jobs because they don't have any workers' comp. So like, I don't want to sound like doomsday and, and given worst case scenario, but if you don't think that's happening in your book of business and you have people on payroll self-reporting, y'all are kidding yourselves. It happens every single day. And that's exactly why a lot of people want to do it and have control of it in cell in-house is because they want to control 
what isn't isn't getting reported. And I have got emails from clients that said, look, we're a little light on cash. I'm going to underreport this week, but we'll make sure we make it up next week. Why they would ever put that in writing, I don't know. But <laughs> I've seen it I've, I, and I hold on to it because when we get to the end of the year and there's an audit, if they've not gone back and fixed that to make sure it's the way it should be, they're going to have an audit. And guess what? Most of the time, we're the ones that get blamed for that, even though we had nothing to do with that process. So I want to make sure I've got documentation for it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of going back to, or really kind of coattailing on, on what Tina was just saying about when they're going through the policy term, you know, yes, what you both just said about, you know, we're, we're leaving it up to them to understand and be honest, right. Uh, and do it right. But when they're doing it on their own, if there is an issue, call it an NSF, call it a stopped reporting, call it a stopped running payroll, call it a whatever that prevents them from, prevents their payment from being made. If the responsibility is on them with the monthly self-reporting, you as the agent don't know that there's an issue in most situations until you get a notice of cancellation from the carrier, right? Yep. So when RPM is involved, because we are doing that uh, calculation and collection on a true per pay period basis, if we have an issue, of course, we're going to try to reach out to the policyholder and try to get that resolved. But if we can't, if we can't get in touch with them, if they're you know not responding, or if we just cannot get a resolution, our next step is uh, our standard is to pull you back in as the agent. We know that that's where the stronger relationship lies. And so we give you as the agent the opportunity to get the ball rolling, to you know get the agent back back in to preserve the policy, to preserve your commissions, to preserve whatever dividends are, are on the table. But in addition to all of that, when you have lower rates of cancellation, you have better relationships with your carriers and you can write more business. 100%. And you don't get that when it's up to the business owner. So it's not just that you know it keeps them honest and, and, and all of that. Of course, that's important. But there's so many underlying advantages to the agent that they're not even thinking about that we, right. we serve anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like you, you ran through a couple scenarios, but sometimes people are getting on there and reporting and they get a phone call, totally forget what they're doing and get involved with their business. And like, then it just doesn't get done. So the, there's obviously like honest mistakes and stuff too, but yeah. I mean, you know, what you guys do completely avoids all of that. And I think, you know, for, for, for what it costs to do that, it's, it's a no brainer for us. That's why, that's why we use you guys. And that's why you guys are sitting here talking to us. I was also going to speak very quickly about um, one of our kind of niche areas. And that is the fact that we assist a lot of multi-entity um, policies with facilitating. So they have a single policy, they have multiple entities on the policy, and they want to have the deductions come out of separate bank accounts. They want all of their, each individual location on the policy or each individual entity on the policy to pay their own bills, right? Um, and then also have the maybe a customized report or something that we can feed back to the controller um, so they can see that breakdown. That is one of the ways that we customize our solution. We don't expect your clients to fit into our box. Okay. They don't have a portal to log into. Um, we, we grab all the data from the client. We get linked to their payroll company um, and we develop an invoice for the clients on a per pay period basis. 
So a lot of times, you know, we've got, you know, clients saying, well, what's your portal? Can I log in? If we did that, we would leave that that decision up to the policyholder again. Be the same situation that they're in currently. Yeah, exactly. So we monitor the payrolls. We we are that extra arm of service for you as the agent um, to be able to to provide that customized solution, that pay as you go solution for your clients. And let even, me tell you, yeah, let me tell you guys what I just heard. And if you're listening to this and didn't pick up on it, man, I'm not doing my job at all. Here's the deal, people. They just what I heard and confirmed that I'm correct when I say this, Tina, is that you can handle breaking it up into multiple entities, each paying their own load, you know, whatever else. So if you listen to this podcast and you have not heard that before, then you need to go back and re-listen to every single podcast we've ever done because this goes hand in hand with what we tell you about how you set up multi-unit, multi-location workers' compensation accounts for what? For claims. Yeah, there you if go. you're going to hold them accountable to the individual unit operator for claims, guess what Tina's company is going to do for you? She's going to make it really, really easy for you to calculate an individualized loss ratio per location. So now if you're using software like Todd Tams' mod advisor that you can break down the claims and even the mod by location, you can even create the loss ratio by location because of their reporting combined with you setting up the loss runs on the front end. And you're going to look like an absolute superstar. More importantly, what does that sound like to me? That sounds like the alphabet houses and their reporting that they use when they go in to try and steal your account. So again, if you're one of these people that just wants to bitch and moan and whine about all the things you don't get because you're not in an alphabet house and they just come in and they have all these fancy toys and everything to steal your accounts, it ain't nothing fancy. It's that you're not being resourceful. You're not taking these opportunities seriously to at least get on the same playing field or put yourself ahead of them by doing stuff like this. Think about this. You go into a renewal and you have a mod cost per location. You have the claims reported per location. You have a loss ratio and the premium allocation per location. You're not doing any of this stuff yourself. Tools are doing it for you, which gives you the ability to do what? Freaking just have the absolute perfect proposal or renewal when you yeah, walk who, who's, in. Who's, who's going to be like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We want to stay with the same guy that shows yeah. up once a year and tells us what our increase is. <laughs> and, and, not a chance. This is how you win. I can't say it enough. There you go. Yeah, and we do that for a lot of agents. We, um, on request, we will pull reports for agents and provide them with a report of actual payroll by state and class code for the entire policy term from policy inception to maybe, you know, two months prior to renewal. They can then be more educated on figuring out exactly what the renewal needs to be. So you don't even have to bother your client. You know, you just come back to RPM and you ask us for that report and you've got what you need. It's golden. So nice. Yeah. What else? What have, what have we not yeah, talked yeah. What, about yet? What haven't we talked about? Because uh, I feel like we've already given our audience enough information. You're exactly right. We haven't talked about pre and post audit support. And my ears perked up inside my headphones, which is kind of <laughs> awkward when, when Kat said that. So why don't we do that? And then that'll give, I'm sure that we'll have enough fruitful discussion that we'll go ahead and wrap up um, after that. So Kat, bring it home. So... I didn't really, and keep in mind, you know, not insurance brain, right? So the value of our pre and post audit assistance didn't really click for me 
until I was making agency visits and get really getting the feedback from them, right? So, you know, when we go from pre-audit assistance, you know, communicating with the uh, with the policyholder, giving them a heads up, your policy term is coming up. Of course, we don't say your policy term is ending or or I'm sorry, expiring or renewing because we don't know that, right? That's not that's not for us to say, but you know, the current policy term is coming up. So it's time for you to start thinking about your audit. And, you know, if we're facilitating those premiums, then we have the ability to go in and, you know, when we're linked to their payroll, we can pull the additional reports and we can pull the reports because we know, I say we, I mean, Tina and everybody that works in the office, (laughs) um, we know (laughs) what reports are needed for that audit meeting, right? And then we can pull the report from our system that gives it a per pay period breakdown. So it makes audits so much simpler. Tina, do you want to add anything to that pre-audit? You know, um, when we first take on an account, we look forward to the audit. Like we are forward thinking. So when we first take on an account and we start pulling payroll data from whichever payroll company the client is with, we right away look at how are we going to pull a report at the end of the policy term that's going to be very easily re, you know, um, ready for the auditor to just take that and interpret. So sometimes we'll build custom reports within payroll company platforms that will encompass all wages subject to workers' comp. We don't very often rely directly on the workers' compensation report in the big box payroll companies. Uh, they aren't always accurate. And so what we like to do is, is really just look at that audit right away, right from the get-go, before we even release a client out of our new client setup phase, we make sure that there is a report available at the end of the term that, that reflects the wages subject to workers' comp. So, um, but yeah, and we and Kat's exactly right. About 45 days prior to the end of the policy term, we just send them a little courtesy, letting them know that we can do this for you. If you'd like us to, we can go ahead and pull reports for the purpose of your audit. That way your team doesn't have to do it. Um, get you prepared. Yes, there is an audit. Every carrier does an audit. Um, and, and how they do it is up to the carrier's discretion. And what we should be doing as agents too, is letting them know that that's coming. Be like, Hey, you know, the audit's coming up and you know, RPM's going to reach out. They're going to uh, touch base with you and put this stuff together and make this as painless as possible. It's definitely been a little bit different since, um, since COVID, you know, we would, you know, used to go out a hundred percent of the time and be sitting there in their office and, and doing it all. Um, but you know, it's changed a little bit. So that's, I mean, that's a super helpful, um, you know, thing that you can do for your insurance. Yep. And then I'm go ahead. Kat. Oh, okay. So, uh, once the audit is complete, um, we need the invoice and the worksheets and we will actually audit that audit. So we will go into that audit and review it for accuracy. You know, we'll look at all of the same things that we look at when we're onboarding a client, right? Because it's all the same. Like Tina said, we're forward thinking. They're not thinking about the audit, but we are. So we go in and we review it for accuracy and provide you with the feedback. And if a dispute needs to be uh, filed with the carrier, then we will help facilitate that. Um, But it's really, really amazing just to see some of the, some of the results that come from that. And you know, in addition to that, and Tina, you might want to add on to uh, the the actual audit review part, but it's important to also remember that this audit review is included for all RPM clients at no additional fee. 
Let me ask you a question, and I hate to put you on the spot. If you don't have a figure, then feel free to tell me pound sand. What do you guys think it would cost for somebody to pay an independent third party to come in and do that audit review for that? I mean, I know what I would charge. So what we've seen is percentage-based, right? Contingency. So, you know, that's an extremely expensive way to do it, right? Because, and I love that. Like that's my favorite, one of my favorite ways to make money is to just split found money 50, 50 with the the prospect or the client at that point, they're never going to be my client because we're not going to allow our client to get in that situation. But if you're a prospect, you know, one of my favorite things to do is enter after renewal pre audits, because I know the agent is already sitting, they're not, they don't have time to help with the audit because they're back counting that renewal commission, not realizing that the account is completely at risk because I'm in there supporting their client at audit and they're not. But I mean, even if it was just an hourly thing to sit down and do that, you know, a decent accounting firm, I mean, a good accounting firm is going to cost you four or 500 bucks an hour. You know, if it takes them even just an hour to do it, it's 500 bucks. If it, you know, we can all do the math from there. So the fact that that's included as being one of your clients is huge. And guess what, agents? You don't have to do the audit review. You're literally having your client pay to use this service to make their life easier and run their, focus on running their business better. And they're making you look really good through the by location reporting that we already talked about. Now they're going in and validating the audit. I don't know what else they could ask for. Right. Yeah. Well, that audit review service is also available as a standalone. So if you as an agent are maybe, and this is like one of my favorite examples, maybe you're trying to get your foot in the door with a larger client, a larger policy, or maybe it's an existing client that doesn't really understand the value of pay-as-you-go or a, a you know, outsourcing that pay-as-you-go uh, facilitation, uh, that audit review is available as a standalone for a small hourly rate. And it only takes usually about one to two hours for our audit team to go in and do that same thing. So it's a really easy way for you to get your foot in the door, whether it's existing or, you know, prospect, um, you know, but just kind of changing the game there. In addition to disputing the audit too, we provide an audit explanation. So every time that we engage our audit review services, um, whether they have a balance due or they're getting a credit back, believe it or not, there are clients that get credits back and actually argue or want to know why. Um, And and of course, agents do because you guys are getting a charge back. And so in that case, um, we provide an audit explanation and we always copy the agent on that. We want the agent to know um, exactly why there was a discrepancy if there was one. And believe it or not, pay-as-you-go policies, it's a good thing that they are still audited because of, obviously, uninsured subcontractor exposure. Um, There might be other things that that happen if you highly overestimate the policy at the beginning of the policy term, and then they land half of what they estimated. Well, there could be a change in net rate from audited net rate versus issued net rate. So um, there there are reasons, but I think it's important for every business owner and agent to know and have an explanation as to why there was a balance or a credit. And, you know, before just saying, hey, you got to pay this. I think there's a lot of agents out there that just kind of say, you have an audit balance, you better go pay that. You know, I think it'd be um, much more service uh, and, and friendly, you know, to be able to say, well, we have the service over here that can explain the audit balance. And and uh, and then they can take that information and apply it to their future policy terms, right? So if we made, call it mistakes, you know, in previous years, well, let's correct those mistakes and make all, make all of our lives easier. Yep. 
Absolutely. People, if you this I don't know how like I mean, I don't know how. I don't know. I man. know what you're about to say, but I just I don't know. know. Like I just I think about it and it goes back to what I say every single time I get up and speak from the stage publicly and that is we are in an average industry, period. The insurance industry is full of a bunch of C players that do just enough to get by and make a really good living in the process. If you are listening to this podcast, there's a 99.999% chance you are not a C player because you're already investing in yourself. So listen, there's a lot of average people out there that aren't going to use this solution. They're not even going to listen to the podcast to know that it exists. Everybody that heard this today now has another leg up on their competition when they go out into the marketplace. And not only did you hear from RPM about what their product is, does, all of that, but we have given you guys a roadmap on exactly why that's important, how you could use it, and what you should talk about in the marketplace to differentiate yourself by lining up with them as a partner. So. I don't know if y'all have any any parting words that you want to share to make sure that we cover 100% of everything, but we've been going almost an hour and giving these people pure gold. Mm -hmm. Agents, it is now on you to act. It is now on you to execute. I can't come in there and sell the insurance for you. You have to do that. But you are hearing exactly the things that we're doing in our agency and having a partnership with RPM makes all the sense in the world. It costs you nothing. Yeah. It costs you nothing. The cost is passed on to your client who's already paying it anyhow. Yep. So how do they get in touch with you guys in the event that they haven't already been hooked up with you? They can simply visit our website, reliablepremium.com, click on download forms, and they would have the option to see if any of the current insurance carriers that we work with align with carriers that they are appointed with. Um, if they have further questions on the process, if they'd like us to do um, a quick phone call with their client and the agent listening, that's typically our training with their with their agency. Yeah, Kat does a wonderful training um, with agencies, so she can nice. certainly out and do that as well. Yep, and we're also on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. That's where I communicate with Cat actually. So. That's listen, you guys did an awesome job. I really I I, I honestly learned more about what you're doing. I thought I I had a pretty good handle on it, but in case you couldn't figure it out, I'm I'm kind of pumped up about it. Like I had every reason to come in here dragging my feet, you know, eyes half open this morning after producers huh. in paradise, but I'm I'm amped up and ready to go. I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely. So people, reach out to them. Make a difference in the lives of your clients and prospects and your agencies, which ultimately makes a difference in your wallet. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.